September ain't even officially over yet. Girl, we still got like a couple more days. And Walmart, Target, all these places are already out here putting Christmas trees up. Now, I can understand y'all putting out the skeletons and stuff and putting out Azalea Banks wig that she borrowed from Katie from Real Housewives of Potomac. But, girl, it's a little too early for y'all be putting this stuff out. But it seems like, I don't know if it's just me, sound like they might be, I, I don't, I, I feel like they are putting out Christmas stuff early and early every year. Girl, maybe it's just me or whatever, but welcome to a, another exciting episode of Father Culture Podcast. I want to thank you all so much for the honest and needed feedback from the last episode that I decided to drop Friday. I was going to drop it Wednesday, but girl, I was so nervous because I've never recorded a podcast by myself before. And it's different from, you know, just recording a video or whatever. And a lot of you all reached out and a lot of you all DM'd me. I talked to a couple of folks who listen and I sent them a private link to listen to the podcast episode. And a lot of y'all had some really nice things to say. Shout out to my guy Brandon who said I, he liked it and offered some honest critiques. Shout out to my girl Marnina who said it was cute and the sound quality was good. Um, and a couple of other folks, Tasha, all these folks, like I appreciate y'all for supporting me and my journey to the new and improved um, For the Culture podcast. I'm making some tweaks and stuff and changing some things out, but y'all ain't called me, y'all ain't getting in contact, y'all didn't play me this morning or whatever, whenever you listening to get into all that, but I do want to thank y'all for supporting, but girl, it's been an interesting week, honey, like any other week, we got Fantasia um, and all this stuff that she was doing, girl, <laughs> Fantasia. And her husband um, this week um, that she has a prenup with. Um, Y'all know that Fantasia was talking about submission and all that. And girl, I'm just like, uh, I feel like I've been trying to explain that this whole (laughs) weekend, like submission and what does that mean? Um, And I have a lot of thoughts about that. But before we even dive into any of of this, let me go ahead and tell y'all about my little weekend, girl. Um, just like any other weekend when you ain't got nothing but a negative $150 in your account, you don't want to do too much. You want to do a little bit. Um, so I ain't do too much of shit this weekend. I want to go see it. Um, the part two, I really, really want to go see that. Um, me and my boyfriend were talking about going to see that. Um, that did not happen. Probably going to go see that Tuesday. And some people were telling me I should go see Hustlers. Now, Bay ain't interested in watching Hustlers. For obvious reason, y'all know he is a Barb. He's a Nicki Minaj stand. As much as he try to pretend like he's not, he's a big Nicki Minaj stand. <laughs> um, y'all know I don't give a damn. I stand kingareese.com for the culture podcast. That's it. Um, and a couple of other projects, but I don't really stand for no artist. But um, I've heard some some nice things about it. I heard that J-Lo really gave a performance. I heard Cardi B was in there for 0.5 seconds. Um, I also heard that they rented out um a strip club for like two days and the strippers lost like plenty of money um i also heard that j-lo and them folks asked for some um some help or whatever and only paid strippers 300 dollars collectively like together and they had to split it all these are rumors none of this stuff is really conform come um confirmed or not so i mean girl i wouldn't be surprised we are talking about j-lo we are talking about miss versace green dress popping it up um, 20 years, whenever, whenever she had that damn dress on. But um, I'm going to probably go see it. Hustlers, it sounds like something I will go see 
Um, I will watch on Netflix, girl. I don't know if I can. The movies is too damn expensive. I can't be giving these folks ten, fifteen dollars. Well, girl, I'm talking about well, that's ten, fifteen dollars for them chicken tenders and fries I be getting from Miss AMC. <laughs> but I can't be giving these folks twenty dollars. Like I'm cheap as hell when it comes to stuff like that. I'm very frugal, so I'll go. And see the movie early in the morning. Like I have, we have bought tickets to go see a movie like at eleven o'clock, and it'd be like twelve dollars or something. And also, I just don't like going to the movies with everybody. Um, I'm like, some of y'all know I'm an introvert. Sometimes I like to be around people. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. But when it comes to movies, I've had so many bad experiences with people talking, taking pictures, um, to put on Snapchat of them watching a movie or whatever. Or texting, and it's just like so irritating. And I've seen it on both sides. I've seen it with black folks, I've seen it with white folks, I've seen it with all type of folks. So it's just like, like the black folks, y'all, child, when we go see a movie with y'all ass, girl, y'all be wanting to give it the director's cut commentary. Ain't nobody ask y'all ass to tell me what's going on and laughing and making all these damn jokes. And God forbid you laugh at one joke. Cause sometimes, like black folks, y'all funny, we funny as fuck when we're at the movies. But girl, Y'all ass be like giving directors cut shit, Blu-ray special type of shit. And I'm like, girl, I'm not interested. And if you laugh at one fucking joke, oh girl, they gonna think they think, bitch, they think they finna be on there with Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy, the greats, uh, Kevin Hart and his wrecked car, all, <laughs> all of that shit. But I just, girl, I don't know. Um, white folks, y'all be having y'all screaming ass kids in there. Um, and y'all be doing some some interesting shit. Like I, I don't know, some of y'all ask me a little funky in there too. Y'all be propping y'all feet up with them funky ass socks. But um, this is what I love this because I can just drag like I want to. Ooh, I miss this shit. I can say whatever the fuck I want to, and ain't gonna be too many repercussions and stuff like YouTube. But um, boring ass weekend. Um. I have not had a chance to watch Real Housewives of Potomac yet. A lot of the folks were telling me that the last, um, the part one of the reunion was good. If you let, if you watch Real Housewives of Potomac, tell me what you feel about it. I can't really watch it too much because it seemed like that um, Ashley didn't fucking transform to some shit. Her voice is all fucked up. And I don't know, something about her looks different or something. But if y'all watch Real Housewives of Potomac, you want me to talk about it on the podcast, let me know. I'm not really watching. Um, loving hip hop Hollywood, like it's a hit or miss. Y'all know I stand for Queen Pam, Miss Pam Pam. I fucks with her. Um, her and Lyrical Mama be having me screaming, but I'm not watching um, Loving Hip Hop Hollywood like that. Now there is a rumor that Loving Hip Hop um, New York will have Little Kim on there um, this upcoming season. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this shit. I don't know if I would be watching it. I know a lot of y'all watch Power. I have not watched Power before. Um, never watched one episode or whatever. But I, I, all I know is that y'all hate the fuck out of believe. So let me know what shows y'all are watching. Maybe I'll put some shit in my rotation or whatever. But you all know Fall is coming back. So you got um, How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, I think this is going to be the last season for that. Uh, you got Real Housewives of Atlanta is going to come back. Girl, you got Kenya Moore and her situation with her husband, Mr. Mark Daly, with the ear pierced, with the with the nose piercing. Um, you know that they divorced or in the process of something or separating. Girl, we're gonna talk about all that, but girl, let's get to this motherfucking other shit. So 
So this is a new segment that I want to introduce. This is something I have been thinking about for about a month, and I was trying to decide if I want to do it on YouTube or what. But I think this is the best place for it because um, I can have an open and honest conversation about it. Um, I'm going to call this segment My Little Timeline, okay? So every episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things and the conversations that I am seeing on Twitter. Sometimes they'll be serious. Sometimes they'll be funny. Sometimes they'll be captivating or whatever. But every week, I'm going to take little stuff that I see on my timeline that has been a big conversation or probably a small conversation, but a captivating conversation. And I'm going to bring it towards uh, to the podcast and, and we're going to talk about it. So on this part, um, there was this tweet from one of my guys, um, Ooh, let me make sure I'm saying his name right, because child. <laughs> the last time, his name is Martinez. Um, and I think the last time, he came to my watch party, my Real Housewives of Atlanta watch party, and I pronounced his name incorrectly. Uh, but we're going to call him MJ. And he's probably going to be on one episode of the podcast or whatever. So this is the question he asked. And it made me think. He said, question, are you all okay with your man commenting on and conversing with you about physical attractiveness slash body parts of another man. So this was something that I was um, struggling with a lot. Um, and I have always been, you know, struggling with this. I think this was something that I was like, girl, like, uh, you shouldn't be looking at nobody but me and da 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 and you, all that shit stops. But it's just like, girl, that shit ain't realistic. We still looking, you know, even depending on what type of relationship you have, because every relationship is different. Y'all can be in a um, quote unquote open relationship where, you know, you have more than one sex partner. Y'all not monogamous or whatever. Y'all non monogamous or whatever. Um, but I think I'm starting to, like, I, I am understanding what respect means for another person. And that I don't have ownership on this person. Um, that person can still be their own and still respect me. And not respecting me is submitting. Ooh, girl, I'm jumping into this conversation. I ain't even trying to. So I don't want them to act like they don't have attractiveness to any other person. And me, I think, if anything I have learned in this relationship currently is that I need to understand that. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with someone seeing somebody else, my, my partner, my boyfriend, my lover, my significant other, whoever I want to call it this week. There's nothing wrong with them looking at somebody and saying, oh, okay, they're cute. And it doesn't bother me. It used to bother me in the beginning because I've never been in a relationship where people did that. And they, I'm not going to say they did it a lot, but you can tell or whatever. And it was something I was like, uh, uh. So now... I am comfortable to a certain degree with their conversation because I would even say, okay, he cute, he had a nice ass or something, or a situation like that. Even to the point I'm like, shit, do we need to be candy and tied to the shit, okay? Like, that type of stuff. And I feel like it makes me comfortable. It makes me feel like I don't have to let my insecurities jump out. And I think that is something that I have worked on a lot is my insecurities. And I talked about that in one of my last um, King of Reese video um, this week, uh, well, last week, that sometimes my insecurities get the best of me. You can, like, being a fat black um, man and living with HIV, 
there is so much like you have to deal with the stigma of HIV. You have to deal with you know how folks look at fat folks and how people look at dark skin folks and even like hair texture and all that. Um, and we don't. I don't think that people intentionally do it, but I think that it's a subconscious situation how we look at folks. Just like we have with the H and M, um, you know, photo of that girl with that black with that black girl, black dark skinned girl with their hair, and people were you know screenshotting and saying thoughts and all that. And we'll get to that too. But my insecurities, even hearing someone tell me how much they love me, having someone tell me they love rubbing my stomach and all that, still I'm still in a world that is inherently fat phobic. Um, and it's always looking at me like I need to change. Like it doesn't matter how happy you try to make yourself seem, you or how happy you think you are, you need to not be fat um, at the end of the day. So that's something that I had to learn. Um, and like you know, we deal with folks who post pictures and stuff on social media, and you like especially in the. I'm not going to say special in gay community because all folks do it, but you always see the same look every time. I'm pretty sure that women do deal with that too, and I'm speaking from a black gay male perspective. Um, you always see the same type of people get a lot of attention. Um, and then when a fat person posts something or someone who is not gym body or whatever or seen as desirable or read as desirable, they get kind of like, girl, delete this shit. What's this? And people be saying shady shit. So that's what it is. But how do you feel about it? How do you feel about your partner, somebody that you are in a relationship with, judging um, or making a comment about how somebody is attractive. And it's interesting because when I think about that, when I think about how people, you know, how like you're, how we asking this question, um, as if to say that you're like, child, we watching porn. We watching porn. You also have, um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and all this other stuff. And there are going to be some attractive people run across the timeline and them liking that and stuff. And it makes me also think about I had to deal with, you know, learning that just because somebody's liking a picture of somebody um, does not mean that they want to smash them or whatever. Like, there is so much. And I used to look be one of the folks be like, you can't be out here liking other bitches' pictures and stuff. That's too much. Um, you be liking ads, like none of that shit like bothers me at this point. And I'm not sure necessarily if it's because I'm getting older and I'm just like, girl, I don't have time for that. Or I'm just understanding that that shit doesn't mean anything. Like that shit is insignificant because I know what I am. And I know what I who I am as a person um, and that I'm not bothered by that. So tell me how y'all feel about it. Like, do you have a problem? Do you have conversations with, with your partner about stuff like this? Um, do you be like, girl, um, I, I, can't, I can't do it? Or do you be like, oh, yeah, she look good? And I want to, for, like, for my, for my heterosexual folks, um, how does it work across the board? Like, if you are a, a woman and you um, are talking about how, and you are in a heterosexual relationship, and you're talking about how a man looks. Can you do that with your man without him looking some type of way? And can your man say something about your, um, like, like a woman? Like, how does that work? I'm so interested in that. And, child, I don't think I can speak on it too much because y'all ass be dragging and saying. Somebody told me on um, YouTube and the YouTube comments that I need to only just talk about gay relationships. I can't speak on heterosexual relationships because I've ne- <laughs> I'm not heterosexual. 
not that society for the for my my whole life has tried to make me heterosexual that I can't speak on that shit. That shit is so goddamn crazy. But this is the new segment. Um, my little timeline. I'm gonna be taking bits and pieces and stuff all the time from you know Twitter. This is gonna be mainly from Twitter. It might occasionally be on Facebook and some stuff, but mainly Twitter because the conversations are always happening on Twitter. So this is going to be a new thing. Let me know what y'all think about it, and uh, we're going to continue on. Society and culture, girl. (laughs) I want to look into my crystal ball, and I want to know what in the hell is going on with this Kevin Hart and car accident situation. Situation. In a way, seatbelt teeth, girl, because you you really lying about it, Kevin Hart. Something ain't making no sense, girl. Something ain't making any sense at all. So you all know Kevin Hart was in a car accident earlier this month, um, and it was two other people in a vehicle. And the vehicle was um, a customized, older type of car, and um, now it's being reported that the two people who were in the car uh, might sue Kevin Hart because a lot of the stuff um, was not safe. It wasn't, um, the safety equipment wasn't in there and they sustained some injuries or whatever. So it was a 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. Um, and as you all know, it's been conflicting reports because it said that when the car accident happened, Kevin Hart went home. Um, and there's been uh, speculations that Kevin Hart was not driving, um, and then there's been speculation that he was driving. I um, mean, it's been talked about him possibly being intoxicated, um, and th- they're saying that he left the scene. There are so much. So um, now the um, the two people who were in the car um, are now, you know. And talks are probably like they're lowering, lowering up. Like they are probably going to sue Kevin Hart um, and probably sue the folks who made the vehicle. Um, and this is coming from um, who is it? I don't know, Jalen Pink. On September 1st, Jerry Black rode Kevin Hart 1970 Plymouth Barracuda into a ditch. Hart and Black both sustained major back injuries while a third passenger suffered minor injuries. Now TMZ reports that Hart is preparing to be sued because his car did not have the airbags or safety harnesses. Child. Um, I personally think it, like there's no way that you did not know about that, that, that car being like that. There's no way that you didn't know that it was no seatbelts and all that. So I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm not on I'm not sold on someone suing him because I kind of feel like you knew what you were getting into. Like, and if, if it was like known that, hey, you get in this car and you know all this type of stuff, like, or you know what you sign yourself up for. But also, these folks probably ain't signed no no type of paperwork saying that they ex, ex, um, assuming full responsibility if something happens to them. But I'm just not seeing them just drive in no ditch. I think somebody was drunk. I think Kevin Hart ass was probably drunk and he was driving. And I think them folks are probably suing Kevin Hart because they just like, girl, if I'm going to take the rap for wrecking this car, I'm going to get some money. And the money you offer me ain't good enough. I need a bit. So I'm going to sue your ass uh, for damages. Because I don't, I just, 
that's not making no sense to sue no friend like that. So I'm thinking that Kevin Hart was driving, but they were told to take the rap, and they want some money behind it. So just to not expose Kevin Hart too much, they're just going to take his ass to court and sue and get some money for it versus him paying out of pocket or something like, girl, or looking set. That's how I'm seeing it. Y'all tell me how y'all feel about it. But the whole situation, the whole story just doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's just not making any type, any type of sense at all because I just, I just don't see something like this happen. Like, we still don't know, like, what happened to cause the wreck. Like, how the hell do you just drive off in a goddamn ditch? Explain that shit to me, girl. So I wonder if, how much they suing for and how that shit is going to go. I'm looking at pictures of Kevin Hart. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to sound like Jack and Harry in a minute. The car was fucked up. Like, I'm looking at the pictures now, and the car was fucked up. So how fast were they going? So TMZ is reporting this. Our law enforcement sources tell us that the CHP may lobby the California state legislator to prohibit custom car companies from rolling out products without harnesses, whether the customer wants them or not. So I guess California going to change the law like, girl, y'all going to have to, like, put harnesses and seatbelts uh, seat and stuff in these vehicles, even if they are being custom, like, made. Um, girl, 720 horsepower engine, okay? I wish a little Nick, what, 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 what did Nick when I say? I wish a little engine, like the little engine that could, girl. <laughs> but let's move on. Um, I want to talk about raising Dion real quick. So if you have not seen the trailer for raising Dion, please go check it out. Matter of fact, pause this, pause this podcast and go check it out. It is on YouTube. So Netflix has picked it up. It's supposed to be this series, uh, and it's about this black boy, this young black boy, uh, with powers and his black mother, and I think he has a black father, um, and something, some mythical something is chasing after him, or the government chasing after him. It's cute. When I first saw the little, the little trailer that was supposed to like sell it, um, because it comes from a comic, and the comic, uh, the person who wrote the comics is an Asian man. Um, and when I first saw the trailer, you had this black woman. She had this Monica type of haircut. That was sold me like the boy was black and he just looked like a regular everyday black boy. So I was just like, I want to watch this shit. Like, I want to watch this. Like, this is the team. We've been seeing this shit like for the last couple of years. Like, we've been talking about this, this, this series for like a minute. So... Girl, we see the steals because it's like the pictures came out for last year and you had Michael B. Jordan picking it up or whatever. And now the mother is light skinned with a loose curl pattern hair. Like she looks biracial, mixed. Um, And the child is light skinned too. So I'm like, God damn. And I'm like, why the fuck is y'all like, why couldn't y'all just? Find somebody that was dark skinned. Like, even if you didn't use those same people, maybe even let's say if you were using the the child and the mother or whatever, because you saw a picture of the child, like, um, you know, playing with the Fruit Loops and shit, making the Fruit Loops jump out the cereal bowl or whatever, and the mother was playing with him. They was like roasting marshmallows or whatever. He was making the marshmallow fire. Like, the woman looked like an everyday black woman. And that's something I'd be wanting to see. Like, I, like she didn't, like, her hair wasn't. 
I don't, I'm not sure what her hair texture was, and I really, I'm not really too comfortable on their hair texture um, grading system. I don't like that shit. I did like how Kim Foster talked about it in her video, um, talking about the hierarchy of hair. It still creates that. But she had a, like, she seemed as if I would see her, every, like, every day. Like, this is a black woman. And something I don't see a lot on TV. I don't see a lot in media, mainstream media. I just don't see it. Uh, so I was, like, interested in watching him. So now we've seen this complete, like, erasure of, like, dark skin, like, woman with, like, tight. I just, I'm like, I'm looking at this shit like, what the fuck is this? And I'm mad as hell. Like, I was so pissed off. So the trailer came out. And I feel like I'm watching something on NBC. Like, I feel like I'm watching... Like, y'all know, anytime these shows pick up um, shit like this, like, anytime there is a show with black folks on there, you always, you normally get a black, dark-skinned father, and then you get a light-skinned mother, and then you get biracial-looking kids. Um, you saw that on My Wife my wife and Kids. You saw that in The Cosby Show. You saw that in um, the, the Family Reunion Show on Netflix. Um, you also see that in Keenan's show that's going to be picked up. You see that in Mixed Dish. You see that also in uh, Blackish. It's just like, you also see that shit on fucking Empire. Like, where the fuck are the dark skin mainstream fucking people at on the fucking show? I'm pissed off now. And, like, I just, Hollywood has a serious colorism problem. It's like we can never see a dark-skinned woman, dark-skinned um, child. Like, you never see it. It's like this is what desirable, this is what is deemed as desirable. We ain't putting no motherfucking, quote-unquote, nappy-head kids on there. We ain't putting no tight curl patterns. We, we ain't. And that shit is so goddamn strong. It even warps how we, how we look at... Um, like, shit now. Like, you have that whole conversation going on with the H&M um, ad. Like, I'm not even sure if it's an ad. It's probably not even an ad, but it's something. I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to get into that. But Raising Dion was supposed to be something that I was interested in watching. Now I have to fight and wrestle with myself because I'm just like, I don't fucking want to support no more bullshit like this. I'm tired of supporting... Like, oh, I'm a, you know, it's my black foes and da, da, da. And I'm not coming hard on the, the actress or the actor. I'm not. I'm coming down on the folks who are making these decisions and erasing dark-skinned black women. I am sick of that shit. And I'm almost like, I'm fighting with myself. Like, I don't think I'm going to watch it because I am tired of seeing the erasure of black, dark-skinned women. And then when you fucking saw, like, on Netflix, when they were tweeting about it, I think it was the Twitter account or either, um, I can't remember if it was Netflix or raising Dion Twitter account, they were interacting because they had posted a trailer on Twitter. People were asking what happened to the dark skinned woman. Them hoes didn't say shit. They responded to everybody else's tweet. Bitch, I know you saw my motherfucking tweet because that shit has six hundred fucking likes and about a hundred or something retweets. Like I asked the question, like what happened? They weren't gonna say shit. Some folks said, "Girl, I knew what was gonna happen after um they had Michael B. Jordan take over that shit, <laughs> girl." But like I'm wrestling with myself. I'm just like. Do I want to support it just because it's black? Or do I just want to say I'm not doing it because I'm tired of seeing this same story being told? And not saying that light-skinned folks don't have a story to tell, but it's just like, how many fucking times have we seen your story? Like, light-skinned folks had a fucking... Biracial folks had a story being told on Blackish. Like, 
girl, like, and then y'all got a show called Mixedish, where the the mother, the uh, what's the name, Rainbow's mother, was fucking light skin in the damn um, in the damn show. Now she dark skin. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> this shit don't make no sense. That shit. Oh, but let's move on. Um, let's talk about this HMM. Um, Ad. Let's talk about, and it's not even an, it's not even an ad, sort so, like it's it's a spread because I don't work I'm on I don't work in this shit, but it was a spread of a bunch of black um, kids, and, well not a bunch of black kids. Let me rephrase it. it was a it was a spread um, of a bunch of kids, and you had Latinx, you had I think. Um, an Asian child. You also had a um, Middle Eastern child on there. You had a white child on there too. So you had this, like these kids were looking um, like they just got out of school, and that's what H and M said. H and M said, "Girl, look, this is this is what we this is what we posted. Uh, this is what we this is this is what we are doing. We were not trying to take this girl and make her look." Any certain type of way, so H and M had a whole bunch of kids come in and they took pictures of them in clothes, and it was supposed to be um, like posted as a getting out of school type of situation, uh, where this is just like a natural, like like natural stuff, like messy bun, messy hair, um, and this was in the UK, um, so. This is it was supposed to look like a natural type of situation. So someone, this black male, um, took this screenshot and posted on Twitter and said thoughts. And people were like, she looked a mess. A lot of folks was like, she looks unkept, her hair is messy, they should have put some moisturizer on it, her hair looks dry. Her hair looks fucked up. Like, what? Why would she do this? Da 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 da. And I was just like, "What, girl?" I was so confused. So H and M responded because it was getting a lot of attention. So this is what H and M said: We are aware of the comments regarding one of our mo- models for H and M kids. We truly believe that all kids should be allowed to be kids. The school age kids, the school age kids who model for us come to the photo studio in the afternoon after school and we aim for a natural look, which reflects that. So H&M is basically saying, fuck y'all. This is what it is. Y'all need to deal with y'all own insecurities and how y'all look at blackness. Uh, so the folks was like, no, they could have did a lot of, and like a couple, I talked to a couple of my friends. They was like, well, no, they could have did a lot. They could have did a little bit more. They could have moisturized it. And I guarantee you, that if these folks are coming, like you, if they ain't just pick this girl up and washed her face or none of this shit and these kids up and didn't wash their face or anything, but this is what this girl looked like. This is a, it's not like she's about six or seven. She reminds me of my cousins that my parents are raising because when they get out of school, they look just like that. When I see kids get out of school, they look just like that. But what the issue is, how we look at hair texture. How we look at her skin um, complexion. All of that plays into how we see her as dirty and unkept. And we, some of us are projecting. Some of us are um, projecting 
I think people are having an issue with it because how they look at hair like that. And it's policing. This black girl at such a young age, like she ain't even out of high school, ain't even made out of elementary school, and people are already policing her, policing her hair and saying, no, you need to do this and that just for it to be. This is what the fuck kids look like when they're getting out of school. And y'all, like, we, ha- we have got to stop that shit. We have got to stop that. And I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad for the parents. Because I don't believe, looking at this child, that she looks unkept. I think that is projecting how we look at her. I'm going to tell you a perfect example. Because I deal with some of the same comments. Whenever I get in front of the camera and I haven't had a haircut and I haven't made my face shaved in a minute, it's looked at like... Girl, what's going on? Like, you look dirty. Like, you need to do something with your beard. My beard grows like this. This is, I I get so tired. That's one of the most things I get fucking tired of hearing is people telling me that my beard um, needs to be moisturized and this and that. This is how my beard looks. And I'm not going to be out here doing, putting all these chemicals and doing all this stuff for you to feel comfortable about my blackness. This is my blackness. This is the way my hair on my face sits. And I'm not going to be out here. Getting no goddamn haircut every two weeks to make people feel comfortable. I'm not doing that shit. I'm just not doing that. And I, it, it, it would be, we would not be saying this to this girl if she had the same hair texture as them other kids. And because the other kids had the messy bun and all that shit too, y'all don't appreciate, we don't appreciate hair texture like that unless it is long. If you go on YouTube now, some of the big is like, um, beauty channels, like black beauty channels with when it comes to hair and stuff, male and female, non-binary, all of them, the ones who be at the top and get the most views are the ones with loose curl patterns. You don't get a, a kinky that much unless it is long as hell. But we don't like it. We don't like it. And that's something that we need to talk about because when we talk about colorism, I think it's, it's, to, to me, it's not just skin complexion. It is hair texture as well and facial features. Um, the same shit that OG is dealing with on um, 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 basketball-wise. The same shit that OG is dealing with her facial features. It's not necessarily colorism, just colorism, but it's how people look at her, her nose, how her nose is made, how her lips is made. That's why you got Evelyn comparing her to a fucking monkey. That shit is disrespectful. That shit is fucking disrespectful as fuck. And it's garbage. And I felt so bad for her because I'm like, girl, I, I can totally relate. Like, these folks are policing your shit. Um, and I was watching Kim Foster for Harriet. I love her YouTube channel. And she was going in. Um, she was going in. And um, I love how she she said, girl, we ain't doing that when she was talking about this light skin. Uh, this light skin person had come in and she said, yeah, because I used to get a lot of flack for my hair texture. She said, girl, we ain't doing that today. <laughs> like light skinned folks love hopping into saying, "Well, you know, I dealt with being bullied, girl." Like, no, girl, we are talking about black dark skinned women with this type of hair texture. Shut the fuck up, girl. Go watch mix this black, and, we, and ain't nobody attacking your blackness. But goddamn, your shit is hyper prevalent on all shit. Like, girl, go sit the fuck down. Like, if you look at the top female black female artists right now, you can't name too many dark skinned ones. You can't name too many like verses in the 90s and shit in the early like two, like you can't all of them are either biracial, they're either light-skinned, um Afro-Latinx, but they um you don't see a lot of dark-skinned black female artists out here that are mainstream. 
is not the T. Even you look at the female rappers and shit. Like, girl, get into it. But I want to know you, your thoughts um, because I'm pretty sure a lot of black women who listen can relate and being in a situation like this where their hair is being policed. Um, and I, I remember when I was in the military seeing that, seeing black women's hair being policed 24 7. Um, I remember I had to talk to one of my. Uh, oh, well, she's, I had to block her head because she said something transphobic. But I remember reaching out to her because she was dealing with um, some discrimination. This white soldier who is an E6, is a staff sergeant, um, and she's like an E4, which is like she's a specialist. So the white sergeant was telling her that um, her hair is touching her ear. And the girl's hair was not touching her ear. But when you pull on it, the white girl, the white sergeant pulled on her hair and said, yes, it is. Can I touch your hair? And pulled it and put it next to her ear. But that's how black women's hair is. Like, it's, it's tight. So, of course, if you pull it, it's going to pull, it's going to stretch. But white folks only used to looking at their hair texture. Like, your central beauty standards are the only ones that matter. If you, don't, if you are not close to that shit... You ain't shit. Like, girl, move on down the road. White supremacy is global. That shit is affecting us. It is having us deal with how we look at ourselves, and we have got to unlearn that shit. It's not our, not a problem that we created. We did not create colorism. And I think when we had these conversations about colorism, that was one of my main critiques for blackish when they talked about colorism, that they didn't talk about where colorism came from because it's not something black folks created. We didn't start like fighting amongst ourselves. And it goes beyond the light-skinned folks being in the, um, in the house um, cooking food while the black dark-skinned slaves was out um, in the fields and stuff. It's more than just that. It's more than... Because they, they were being treated... Uh, like shit too. They were getting raped and all the other shit too. So they were dealing with their own trauma. The same way the dark-skinned ones were feel on, on the field. But we cannot deny when we see, like even when you look at Thurgood Marshall and his story, Thurgood Marshall said his proximity to whiteness allowed for him to step in and be in spaces that he normally would not be if he were dark-skinned. That's the biggest issue I had with um, when they tried to do um, that... Um, that uh, movie with him with who's the girl name from his Black Panther? They I can't think of his damn name. Like uh, girl, no ma'am. Like I wasn't interested in watching that Thurgood Third Marshall um, biopic or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Might as well have been produced through Lifetime. But let me know how you felt about it. What you think about colorism in Hollywood? What do you think about that H and M like? Um, picture of that girl with that hair. How did you feel when you saw everybody talking about it? I didn't feel like it personally. I didn't feel like it was a conversation. I think a lot of people were projecting their um, how they feel, how they look at like dark skinned black kids. Um, and one more thing, I'm going to add on. I'm going to end it here. Um, we associate that type of hair texture and that type of skin complexion with um, poor, like poorness. The same way we look at. We see these um, these TV commercial ads. Um, they come on late at night about like donating money to um, you know countries in Africa, or whatever. Like you have all this like donate to this place and da 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 da. And a lot of times you see a lot of dark skinned children on there. We see a lot of dark skinned folks. We how we looked at Africa is a part of a white supremacy. How we looked at all of that. How we were saying crazy trash shit like. African booty scratching and all that. Like, they would have been teaching us anti-blackness from the very beginning. 
And that shit is like it, we got to we got to unlearn that shit for the betterment of ourselves. So let me know what you think about it, girl. And we're gonna be right back after this quick break. Fantasia Barino, Fantasma. Girl, let's talk about it. Fantasia Barino, girl, y'all better get, you better prop your feet up because we finna get into it. So Fantasia went on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and what's our girl name, Angela Yee? <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. So Fantasia went on there to talk about her life, her life. Come on, K. Michelle, what you know about, uh, I know about it, hey. I know about it. You know what I know about? John W. fucking Trump not giving my $50 from that goddamn cash dog commercial. Um, fucking um, watch whatever the hell that we was supposed to be at. What was it? Girl, John W. Trump, I want my goddamn money. I want my money. But let's talk about it. Fantasia Barino went on the Breakfast Club, like I said. And Fantasia started talking about, you know, folks needing to do what they need to do to get a man. Women need to submit to their men. They need to, like, you can't be doing all of this if you want a man. You, if you want to keep your man, you got, you got to submit, submit, submit. Uh, and you have folks saying that what she said was taken out of context. She, invi- she invited her man on her Instagram to tell the story, and he started talking about submission. He gave another definition of submission. Submission is, um, you know, when she realizes that she's in a good spiritual being to be able to submit herself, and I be able to work together to make decisions best, best. Like a whole bunch of bullshit. Let me tell you, I don't give a damn how nobody feel about this. I need my black women to know that you do not and you should not have to submit for any fucking man on this fucking planet. You don't have to submit to any goddamn body. And if somebody is using the Bible to get you to submit, you need to fucking run. We should be learning from our great-great-grandmothers, our grandmamas, our mamas, all of that, because a lot of them had to submit. A lot of them had been told to. And a lot of them did not have a choice because women did not have access to jobs. They were not working around those times. Like, they didn't have money like that. Now you have women out here going to college out, like, going to college, getting motherfucking jobs. Like, black women are out here saying, like, look, I can't find no black men that's on my fucking level. So you have all these black women going to get these jobs, going to get all of these things, amassing all of this shit, and y'all want them to fucking submit to a man who can barely submit a fucking application through LinkedIn? Girl, bye. And I'm looking at, and this is not a drag on Fantasia, but we're going to kiki a little bit because that's what we're going to do here. This is what we do at Further Culture Podcast. Fantasia, you were married or whatever in a relationship, or whatever that was with Antoine Cook. Girl, you submitted an application to T-Mobile to get a goddamn upgrade on your damn phone. And I screamed when my guy last top said this on Twitter. You submitted an application to get a new phone, get an upgrade on your phone. You end up falling in love with a goddamn sales representative who left his goddamn woman to be with you. You got married to him, and you didn't understand what the fuck was going on in y'all relationship. Y'all end up divorcing and leaving each other. And this nigga went, turned around, and got married right back to his ex. Girl, if you don't, I'm not taking no goddamn 
fucking advice from no goddamn Fantasia Barino. And that ain't got nothing to do with the jokes of her not being able to read. I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even have to go that low to even be saying anything. Cause like there are some other folks who don't know how to read. That's not Fantasia's damn problem. But Fantasia, you ain't finna be out here pressuring us with this Christianity bullshit that you fucking learned that you want to put on everybody else. Like, girl, I don't know how y'all get fucking, how the fuck you get wet, turned on by a nigga that's reaching in your motherfucking pocket and spending your goddamn money. Like, speaking up, like, you gonna submit. Girl, sit your dumb ass down. So, like, I done got pissed off. Because I'm listening to Fantasia, like, mm, she just, and that's what you need to do. Like, I, I just feel like you need to submit. Like, a lot of, I'm gonna have the man speak. I'm going to let Phaedra speak because, you know, I was served as cease and desist. Like, get the fuck up. Like, Fantasia really got on her and said, he's not perfect by far. Yo nigga ain't got no fucking money. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But how the fuck you worth two fucking million goddamn dollars out here using your goddamn voice to sing to inspire black women across this motherfucker. And then you gonna tell these very same black women to submit to a broke ass motherfucker. You gonna have a good history of fucking me and Fantasia to be telling us any goddamn thing. If you don't take that sub that fucking submission bullshit, like you sound like a motherfucker telling a goddamn woman they don't need to be wearing jeans, they need to be wearing dresses and shit in a woman's places in a goddamn household. Shut the fuck up with this dumb shit. Girl, I done got pissed off talking about this shit. Cause I'm going to break it down. I've heard so many times of women doing shit like this and not getting shit in the goddamn process. Like, men have been fucking women over for the last goddamn, I don't know how many fucking years. And women ain't, ain't even getting barely no goddamn orgasms. I can't imagine out here saying this motherfucker is the head. He's the head of the whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all of this shit. And this nigga can't even use the head of his dick to make me fucking orgasm, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. It's not making no sense. It's not realistic. There is nothing. There, Like, men have not done shit for this motherfucking planet, but fucking almost destroy it and make it uninhabitable for us to be on this motherfucker. Okay? Men are out here starting wars because of their fucking egos, and we are here stroking their fucking egos, and I am not interested in it. Men are the fucking plague and the goddamn cancer on this goddamn earth. If it was so true, if, if it wasn't submission, if you're saying that we get in the context of submission wrong and all that, why are we even using the word submission? If I'm submitting and you submitting, why are we saying that shit? Because it's counseling each other out. Like, bitch, I, I, I don't know how to add and divide and subtract fucking fractions, but I do know about fucking um, <laughs> counseling out. Like, go ahead and slash that motherfucker. What is you talking about? You can't be out here saying that both of, both of our submissions combined, we are Captain Planet. Bitch, no ma'am. There should, there is, like, if we are both submitting, then there is no reason for us to say anything about submitting to our, our husbands. It makes no goddamn sense. It makes absolutely, Fantasia made no goddamn sense. But here's the thing. If Fantasia wants to do that, if that's the style of relationship that she wants, that is perfectly fine. Nobody is telling her that she cannot. If she want to be a goddamn rug on the front door, she can do that shit. If she want to be high traffic carpet, she can let this man walk all over her ass and her millions of dollars. I don't have no problem with that. But the issue is that we are making this 
thing that all women need to be doing that to get a man. Like the man is able to do all of the goddamn work. And I'm not even going to even tone it down to call some of y'all pick me's, call it this culture pick me, but it's just because that shit ain't nothing but patriarchy. That's all the fuck it is, is patriarchy. And I had this conversation on YouTube and I went off and folks were saying that the, someone said that the Bible has nothing to do with that shit. Baby, the Bible fucking promotes submission. Like, wives, submit to your husband. Like, girl, what? And to for, for the man is the head, and he needs to be, his head needs to be in the church. Like, and I'm going to get to this. If we're giving this being, this deity, so much power, so much everything, this is what they are. Why are we giving them a damn gender? If we're so, like, this person, this thing is so powerful, we don't have any understanding of knowledge of its power. Why are we giving it a fucking gender? And if we are giving it a gender, why are we giving it a male gender? Uh, why are we giving it a male gender with an agenda? It makes absolutely no goddamn sense. So, y'all, I have to, like, I have to drag religion because I don't want it to be out here brainwashing folks to make it seem as though they need to be out here submitting and being less and that are like they are less women are less than men so they can't make decisions if you believe that women are women are been out here making decisions for the fucking longest if you don't think that barack obama didn't lay down sometimes and talk to his wife about some shit before making a decision like women out here keeping men alive y'all dumb asses can't remember y'all fucking your anniversary date you can't remember your kids fucking birth dates you can't remember your goddamn doctor's name you don't know what fucking medication you don't know what your fucking medication is refilled i can't tell you how many times and even when you hear men talk about what made them fall in love or stay with their wives or whatever or marry them they always talk about the pain that they put their wives through. And like she was just still there holding me down. And I'm gonna get a little personal. Um, my mother, like my father was on drugs really bad. He was on like crack. And like this is some like personal shit. It's just be being honest. My mother stood with my um uh, father through all of that when I was a child. It, like all of that shit. Like he had to go to rehab, all types of shit. My mother was there and there and there. Like he she was like running the shit. But the thing is, like men and women should have equal power to make decisions. They already doing it. So give them the leeway. Give them the time of day. Women have been out here holding it down and doing all that. So don't be out here saying that one man is out here running this shit. No, but it's, both, it's a joint type of situation. And we don't need to be out here saying that just because a person is born in this or identifies as this gender, that they have more power. They like that shit is crazy. That's the same thing as believing that a white person is white, that therefore they're smart and they're intellectual or they are better. Like that shit is fucking garbage and it's not going to help us. It's not going to help us. Women are out here holding it the fuck down. I seriously doubt if we if patriarchy did not exist, I seriously doubt the country, I don't I seriously doubt this planet would be. Like, countries will be at war. I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I think that men egos have gotten the best on it. Some of y'all ain't no goddamn leaders. Some of y'all ain't no fucking good leaders, but y'all, but we allow toxic masculinity to shape and make it and promote it like they are good leaders because of how masculine they are and how aggressive they are. Girl, bye. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all out here destroying us. Bitch, this motherfucker planted in a goddamn situation where a bitch we ain't even being breathe the goddamn era 
that we or drink the water. Like, girl, I, I can't. I don't want to hear this bullshit. So, Fantasia, you can promote whatever lifestyle you want for yourself, but to tell when black women or women that the reason why they can't find a man is garbage. And it is extremely problematic uh, because you're putting all the power on the man to make a decision when he is ready for a relationship um, and make and pick you. Like you have to do everything. When is the what is the man doing to make sure that he's ready? Like it's just it's just it's trash. It's trash, and I fucking hate it. And we shouldn't be teaching our kids that shit. We shouldn't be teaching our children that. This generation deserves better than that. But um, y'all sound off, girl. Let me know how y'all feel because I done went off about that at least about ten minutes. Girl, I was irritated. I'm tired of hearing about Fantasia talking about what she think is um a damn relationship submit. Girl, if you don't pick up a like, girl, <laughs> let me cut this shit off now before I've been seeing some shit. <laughs> I was hollering at this damn video, <laughs> not of your line is temporarily suspended for due to non payment. Not that video, but another video of that little girl sitting between her grandmother or her mother's legs and getting her hair done, and she basically was telling her mama she stink. Baby, if that shit ain't real, I never will forget. Um, I know we're still in society and culture. I got a lot of other shit I want to talk about. But I'll never forget where I went to this woman's house to get my hair done. Uh, her whole house smelled like coochie. I didn't know what the hell it was. I was like probably like, I think I was like 14 or something. I was like young, but I can smell it. I was probably younger than that. But I was like something in this house smelled like fish. And girl, you ain't cooking no fish. Like what was the smell? Um... Girl, so that 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 video was kind of like triggering. Um, I think I went up to get my went over there to get my hair done. I pick up. No, you know what? It was my neighbor. It was our neighbor, and we were going across the street to pick up something. My mama was borrowing from them or getting something, and girl, she was um. The house smelled like cat. Smelled like fish. Smelled like shit. Smells like shit to me. Um, while we talking about smell like shit to me, let's talk about hot breath as Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks is on Instagram trying to drag Rihanna, Rihanna, um, for her Fenty, um, fashion show that she had. Azalea Banks, um, I can just honestly say, I think sis is on drugs. Um, I think she needs to go to rehab, please, please. I think Azalea Banks is dealing with some drug-related issues because that Instagram video made no sense. So Azalea Banks basically just said that Rihanna, you know, Rihanna was clowning me and talking about some, you know, I didn't have no edges and all this. Now she fat and she ain't got no edges um, and she just looks disgusting or something and look like her immune system is low. Bitch, <laughs> I can't deal with Azalea Banks. Um... What do I have to say? Not too much of anything, honestly. I think at this point now, like I'm not, I won't even be addressing Azalea Banks too much in 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 the in the future because I think honestly this was like kind of the like the last straw, um, and I'm just not going to be talking about her no more. I think this is be the this will be the last time if Azalea Banks does anything else, uh, where she's where she won't be doing anything like music or or anything else. She always be talking about some celebrity. She might as well just start a podcast. You know what? Azalea Banks should just do that. Since she loves doing that and being controversial. Why don't she just go on why don't she just go on gag order? Why don't she call on to um to to um Kaya's 
whack ass boost mobile phone or whatever the hell their next tail phone. And, and and why don't they just do a show together? Both of them can sit up there in front of that running tired ass cupboard. Okay, looking like the what was the the the, the movie The Indian in the Cupboard? That I wonder if that movie considered problematic because. Indian is actually not a good term to describe Native Americans. Um, but that was my favorite movie. But Azalea Banks, I'm not telling you to specifically leave Rihanna alone because I don't think Rihanna is above critiquing anything. But I'm just saying, girl, like it's just not that serious. You out here fat shaming her, body shaming her, talking about how, how like that she's fat and all these types of stuff. Like, granted, Rihanna was wrong for posting a picture of your edges and stuff and making fun of you. But Azalea Banks, like, sis, this ain't the this ain't this ain't it for you to be always at some other like celebrity. Like it's just like, girl, and it's like you sit there with Katie's goddamn wig from Real Housewives of Potomac. And did y'all hear that um, Katie ass only got paid twenty thousand dollars this season to to uh, play on Real Housewives of Potomac? God damn, that's probably how much it costs to get the bath water to wash um to wash <laughs> Ash the Coochie off after she had that damn baby. $20,000? And you think I was supposed to get $20,000? Girl, Candy, when Candy told, um, what was that girl named Kim Zoziak? That shit, I screamed. But rest in peace to Zay Banks. I'm tired of her. Girl, I ain't got time for her, her, her whack ass. So let's get into 6 nines. 6 9 Um, I've been contemplating doing a video about this and discussing 6 9 in more detail because... I, my feelings are all over the place when it comes to this because, for one, I really don't feel sorry for the people that Six Nine ratted out. Um, this is a man who, who, you know, was charged with um, what was it, sexual misconduct or something like that. Like he had a thirteen-year-old sitting in his lap, um, said he did not know the girl was thirteen years old. Um, did not know um, that she was underage and all of this type of stuff. And you you in the video slapping her on the ass, humping her and all that. Like, a 13-year-old, now, girl, I'll probably let give you some leeway on 16, 17. But fucking 13 ain't no way in the hell. Ain't, ain't no way in the hell. That's not, making no, that's not making any sense to me. Not even going off of body, but just conversations. I just, that's not making no sense. So, and this is also a non-black individual who has been repeatedly using the N-word. Um, so I don't feel sorry for people who have allowed him to step into the culture and all that. I really don't. Um, I think it speaks a lot about how rappers um, and how black folks are allowing people like non-black folks in spaces like this before they allow black queer folks um, in spaces uh, or black women in spaces. Like, y'all got this whole non-black man out here saying the N-word, doing all this crazy-ass shit. Now he rats y'all ass out. Y'all deserve what the fuck y'all getting. I really don't give a fuck. Um, so y'all know that 6 9 damn do. <laughs> Let me give it to you. Let me snitch on you one more time. Get low. To the, to the core. To the lawyer. To the plea deal run down my pen. To our right, to our rat you niggas out. Oh, snitch, 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 nigga, goddamn. <laughs> goddamn, snitch, snitch. I don't feel bad for him snitching on the folks. I really don't. I really don't give a fuck. Um, I did see a tweet from Mark Lamont Hill, and he said that people like um, 6 9 get into these situations and stuff, and then they don't want to deal with the shit that comes with it. Like, you got into this life. 
um, now you want to talk about how, like, now you want to snitch. Now, now, now that is too tough for you. You don't want to be in it. Now you snitching on everybody. Um, I had a response to that, and I don't know if it's problematic or not. I'm not sure. I'm thinking it is kind of borderline problematic. But shouldn't people who are in these lifestyles, shouldn't they expect that everyone's, like, if somebody, somebody might rat you out, somebody might snitch on you, so you might need to do the time. Like, that comes with that. Um, I don't know. I, I think I want to have, a, like, a debate with somebody about that to see how that is, because I truly don't give a fuck about any of these gangs and none of that shit. I just really don't care. Um, so he's been snitching about these um what these um what is it Treyway girl he was saying everybody was in Treyway he said that Jim Jones was in uh, was a blood and he was affiliated with the gang um also said that Cardi B had something to do with it now Cardi B responded she was matter of fact she tweeted something she deleted it and I saved it but she posted on Instagram she posted a video of Kiki Palmer saying I'm sorry I don't know who to I hate to say it I, I hope I don't sound ridiculous but I don't know who this man is I mean he can be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. But, um, you know, I don't feel sorry. I just really don't feel sorry for none of the folks that he snitched on. Like, girl, that's, that's what y'all ass get. That's what y'all ass get. But um, 6 9 snitching on all them hoes. Girl, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. I'm trying to find the tweet. I screenshot it. I might have deleted that shit. Girl, where the, where the album's at? Girl, let me put it up. Where the screenshots at? Where the screenshot stuff at? I thought the update, the iOS 13, give you the screen, give you the ability to see screenshots. Okay, here it is. Screenshots. Girl, I got so many goddamn screenshots. I got a screenshot of one of y'all favorite um YouTubers cooning and shit. He was saying some um anti-black ass shit. Girl. <laughs> Her story time giving ass. <laughs> Girl, y'all love to say that, say that black gays be doing some shit. Black gays, black gay. Bitch, you a whole black gay. Shut your ass up. Girl, I got a whole bunch of screenshots, but fuck it. But Rihanna said, I mean, not Rihanna, but Cardi B said she don't know who the hell that man is. But girl, y'all ass better be on the lookout. I don't definitely don't feel sorry for Jim Jones, homophobic trash ass. Fuck him too. Fuck all they asses. Send that nigga to jail. That way. Um, but 69 snitching on everybody. Um, accusing folks of being in a part of the gang. And now there was a part of the situation where he was saying that he like he was kidnapped. And I watched a video of him being kidnapped on Vlad TV. Uh, and them folks snatched him up. So some folks like after seeing that video, like, girl, I don't feel like sorry for them folks were using him. They were using the fuck out of 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine was paying for access. Now, baby, Miss Cuban doll, that video of him saying, fuck Chief Keith, fuck all these folks, baby, that woman. That woman, <laughs> Cuban dog, got her ass up so goddamn quick. She said, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with you. Cuban dog got her ass. All right, I'm out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out. <laughs> oh, that shit was hilarious as hell. Like, I fucking screamed. Um, but Trey Way, girl, all that the gang affiliation bullshit, I just... Uh, it, I don't even know if you can even get into the whole conversation about snitching culture and shit because I'm not, I don't have any problem with folks blowing the whistle and saying, blow the whistle. <laughs> blow the whistle. Like, snitch on these folks. I don't give a damn. Snitch on these hoes. Shit on these hoes. 
Um, you got a person in the, the White House right now, well, not in the White House. The White House is dealing with a situation where a whistleblower has came forward and said that um, Donald Trump had a conversation with the, um, you, the you, uh, president of Ukraine and basically asking him to get dirt or to investigate um, Joe Biden's son. Um, and they said that, I think he asked the uh, Ukrainian president, I think like, what was it, nine to 15 times? He asked him repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. So now this um, this um, this person who blew the whistle it has spoken to the inspector general, and the inspector general said they can't even do their job. Like, like the White House is blocking this person from testifying in front of Congress and all that. Uh, like, you got this shit. Now, not to compare it, the game, which is um, the United States government, which is fucking um, Donald Trump and his White House, because they run like a goddamn gang now. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. But I'm just not a big fan of the loyalty shit. I don't know how to feel about it necessarily, um, because I, I, I really, some if somebody's doing wrong, I think that you need to tear their ass. I think you need to. I, loyalty, I, don't, I don't know about how I feel about that. I guess loyalty comes in different shades and forms for me. But like I said, I just really don't have anything to feel for any of them folks um, who was affiliated with uh, 69, Kazakashi 69. I was out here turning up and all that in front of their motherfucking camera. Now that this shit's going, what's the name? Now y'all want to talk about some shit fucked up. Girl, I don't give a damn. Fuck him. Kazakashi 69 been trash since he came out. Repeatedly saying the N-word, doing all this other shit. Y'all let him do it. He, if y'all can tell that nigga was doing this shit for clout, y'all let y'all want the limelight. Now deal with the limelight. Uh, but that's all I have to say on Takashi Six Nine. I really don't give two fucks about that shit. Like I said, but um, tell me how you feel about him. What y'all feel about Takashi Six Nine and this shit that he got going on? Uh, do y'all think he gonna be in the jail for the rest of life? Now the means had me screaming. And my folks said, "Have you ever?" <laughs> That motherfucker said, you know, Miss Puff ain't got no, um, as a meme of Takashi said that, you know, Miss Puff ain't got her boat license. Oh, my gosh. Um, or I think it was another one saying, I know what Tommy uh, work at from Martin. There were some hilarious ass memes. <laughs> the shit was funny. I don't think that this man is going to make it out, though. I think his days might be numbered. Uh, but I don't know, girl. He said he's refused um, some type of federal protection. They got him in jail, but they got him in. Um, he ain't dealing with no special privileges. So that man was wired up. He was giving out all. He was riding everybody out. Y'all should have peeped that shit. But, girl, we ain't going to talk about Takashi 69. The only 69 I'm thinking about is the 69 I plan on doing on later on tonight. So let's move on in society and culture and move on to the next shit. <laughs> You lie, horror girl. That phone line wasn't live. I'm still screaming at Kaya phone line being disconnected live. That shit will go down as the phone funny one of the funniest moments in 2019. <laughs> but um, this has been an exciting episode uh, for the Culture Podcast. I appreciate you all rocking with me this afternoon, this evening, this morning, whenever you are listening to me. Um, what do I have to say, girl? I got a couple of things to say. Um, so as you can tell, we kind of revamping some things. Every episode will not just be me. This is something that I'm trying to do until we find some rotating co-hosts. If you are in the Atlanta area and you would like to be a part, reach out to me at hello at forthecultureparkast.com. 
Uh, we are looking for other people looking to interview artists and other folks and get some more people on the show. Uh, but tell me what suggestions you would like to hear on the episodes. What would you like? Did you like the uh, My Little Timeline thing? Would you like some more segments? What do you want me to talk about? What do you want us to talk about? Let us know. Let us know. We are taking feedback. We want the feedback. We want it. We are trying to make it best for everybody because it is truly for the culture. Um, I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Um, girl, do I have any? I just want to end it a little bit, but girl, I got a gripe. I got a little gripe. I want to talk about furniture for a second. <laughs> so I want to buy some goddamn furniture. Like I want to re, I want to reinvent. Come on. Uh, this is the pink print, but I don't want my um apartment looking pink. But I want to I took up this rug. I had a rug in my apartment. And I took it up and I bought it from Wayfair. It was like two hundred, probably two close to three hundred dollars or something. I bought it earlier, earlier this year or whatever, because we needed a rug. I'm you supposed to have a rug in this apartment, um, in the living room or whatever they say you're supposed to have one. But I did not like it. Um I did not like the way it smelled. I felt like it had an odor to it, and I have bad allergies, so I don't know if I'm going to get another rug. I might get one, but a smaller one. But, uh, like, I want to buy some goddamn furniture. I want to get more furniture, but at the same time, that shit is expensive as hell. Like, there's so much shit that I want. I want a new, like, I want some uh, bar stools. Um, I want a coffee table. Um, I want, like, some more paintings. I want some more shit going in the bathroom. But it's like, God damn, bitch, like a bitch is out here poor. A bitch is out here poor, poor, broke as fuck. I also want a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving come. Um, but, girl, this is just the shit that's going on in my head. Let me go ahead and end it with a message that I have for the culture. I have a message for Miss Tamar Braxton. I want Tamar Braxton to leave Lonnie Love the fuck alone. I want Tamar Braxton to leave London Love alone. As you all know, Tamar Braxton posted an Instagram video of an old episode of the Queen's Court with Kaya and T.S. Madison. And T.S. Madison was basically calling London Love a triple neck uh, person or some shit. And she needed to shut her mouth. Which is a triple neck bitch or something. I can't remember necessarily what it was. And Tamar posted that after um, the interview was when she was on the Winnie Show aired, and then Lenny Love responded to it on the Real, and the ladies of the Real responded to it. Um, I think that Tamar needs to go find her some goddamn business. I think that shit is old and outdated, um, and I think that the fat shaming, the body shaming that is coming with Lenny Love is becoming annoying. Uh, I am tired of people. Disrespecting London Love. London Love has not said anything ugly or malicious about Tamar. She's never said anything about her. I don't think she probably did with Snickle or um, you know, laugh about her, probably looking like a Muppet when she said that shit. But Tamar Brass um London Love is not jealous of you. I don't think that woman had anything to do with your ass getting fired. I think the reason why your ass got fired is that you didn't appeal to you didn't appeal to a demographic that Fox wanted, that the real wanted. I think they wanted a kind of no no tea, no shade. They wanted kind of upper echelon women. They didn't want no damn um your loving hip hop folks who watch loving hip hop. They didn't want to be doing no damn <laughs> prep ass <laughs> and fucking, um, what's the other shit, no pregnancy shit? Uh, what's that Plan B commercials? They wanted to do high-end commercials uh, for, for uh, working women and women who are at home. They just did not want that demographic that Tamar, Tamar was not working for the demographic they wanted. 
Um, and it's, it, she just wasn't fit. She was not a good fit for the rear. She just wasn't. And I believe if anybody got her fired or anybody probably got her close to being fired, it was probably Jeannie. I think Jeannie was getting bullied on that show by Tamar for a while. Um, so if I think anybody had something to do with Jeannie, I don't think none of those girls are jealous of you. I think the girls really don't give a fuck about your ass. Um, just want you to move on about this shit. And you keep making it a big deal. Um, and to see you fat shame her and body shame her when you got your ass up there painted in some goddamn plastic fucking condom wrappers and shit. Talking about some you want to, you you feel bad about your body was just funny. How you go on here and talk about some how you feel about your body, then shame another black woman about their body. Uh, girl, that shit was amazing. I also not here for black for um Lonnie Love to myself. We need to stick together. We don't need to be at each other. I think that is some false shit. All black women are not going to are not going to agree. All black men are not going to agree. All black folks are not going to agree. So the, this whole notion that we need to stick together, I hate that fucking bullshit. I I, I fucking hate it because it comes off as like we got to be better than them. We can't be doing it. No, girl, like almost to say as if uh, we can't be like we can't be having disagreement. We can't be fighting like. Uh, like, we're going to make ourselves look bad. Like, girl, all of us, all humans fight and argue. There's nothing wrong with that. But we can't be out here pretending like we ain't disagreeing and we ain't feeling each other. Like, that shit is just real. Like, y'all just don't, it's okay for y'all not to like each other. That doesn't mean a bad thing. Like, but girl, don't be asking for y'all to stick together and that shit is fake. Stop asking folks to stick up for you. Them hoes don't give a fuck about your ass. That's how y'all got in the situation. Because she didn't give a fuck about you. It was a false fucking thing. She didn't give a damn about y'all ass. She was on there for a goddamn check. And she see how quick she threw some of y'all ass on the bus after she wasn't getting that check no more. So the sticking together is some bullshit. I don't like it. Not saying that we should not, but this notion that oh my gosh we have to stick together because the white the white folks gonna feel whatever they want to feel about us regardless people are going it doesn't matter if we stick together or not stick together they're gonna steal how they fucking shit it does not matter like girl like come on with the respectability bullshit that shit is not gonna save us um like girl bye and not in that type of way like we need to stick together with each other she can steal root for your ass and not like your ass at the same time so, girl, stop that shit. Like, we need to stop tearing each other down. Like, girl, she ain't tearing your ass down necessarily. She's just dragging you. And it's bad, but it's no worse or less than white folks dragging each other or Latinx folks or whatever. Like, it's just, it's no different. It's no different. She just, but she is trash. Not to take away from the shit is trash, but to say that we can't not have these things, I feel like it's like, I, I don't like that. Like, we can't have disagreements or we can't because we got to be better than that. I'm tired of trying to be better than that all the time just for the sake of being better than that. And these white folks still spitting on us and still looking at us crazy. Like, girl, bye. But that's all I got. Like, leave Lonnie Love alone. Please leave her alone. That's even just not even for Tamar and for everybody else. Leave that woman alone. Like, the body shaming with her is very tiring. And it actually had me tearing up the other day because I get, t- I know. That Lonnie Love can't go in like she wants to because of respectability. Like she can't. She's a fat, dark skinned woman. And um, it just won't be seen good if she starts dragging her ass. They'll say that she's malicious and she's evil. Uh, they're already saying she's evil and all this stuff. And we don't have no receipts on Lonnie Love saying nothing evil about Tamar. Sound like the same stuff I was dealing with. But um, as you all know, um, we did talk about um, Adrian not being on the episode of For the Culture No More. He will no longer be on the show. Um, he made a, um, I think he made a post or commented about it on Twitter and on YouTube. We want to wish Adrian well. Um, I love Adrian. I respect him. All of that. Um, 
and you know sometimes things just things change. Um, so I appreciate for those who are like, oh my gosh, like the show is not the same. It will never be the same. Um, and I'm not trying to make it the same. I'm trying to change it. And I want for the culture podcast to be for y'all. And I want it to grow. So um, I appreciate all of the loving support over the years. And I want to apologize to people who did fall in love with the show because of that, um, because of that dynamic um, that was going on. But um, I cannot make that happen. Um, I can't like make something happen that is not trying to happen. Um, so I respect you all for respecting me. Um, some people have said, oh, you need to reach out, you need to reach out, and I have done all of that, uh, but I'm not doing that anymore. Um, it is just, it is what it is. But I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for supporting and rocking. If you don't want to, you don't like it, you don't have to. Of course you don't have to. But if you want to like continue to support just to support, I appreciate and I will I'm taking constructive criticism. If anybody wants to offer anything um, or what to do, um, I definitely want to continue because a lot of this stuff came from people just supporting uh, me, supporting Adrian, supporting the podcast and everything. So I want to continue on what For the Culture podcast was. A lot of people were getting their lives. You all were sending emails. So many people have said they've learned so much. So I appreciate you all. So if you have, like, let's start back to reading those letters off, Letters for the Culture. That's what I want to continue to do. Y'all know how y'all can do that. Y'all can go to fortheculturepodcast.com slash contact um, and fill it out, or you can email it at hello at fortheculturepodcast.com. Send those letters in so they can be read off each and every week, and we'll talk about it. We'll discuss. Send your topics of things that you would like for us to talk about on For the Culture Podcast. Um, I love y'all so much. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Morning, afternoon, and I'll talk to you later. Gag order, let's talk about the order. <laughs> Bye.